Hey, hey, it's Aiden here with some very exciting news. Well, I think it's exciting anyway. We've been working on this behind the scenes for a little while, and I can now officially announce that Songs That Changed You is going to be broadcast on Vision Christian Radio. Yep, every Saturday from 2.45 in the afternoon, you're going to hear Songs That Changed You across every state in Australia. 800 different locations they broadcast into on FM, AM, and digital. And I couldn't be more excited about this. It doesn't mean any changes to the podcast. You're still going to get it wherever you usually do, but it just means more people are going to be listening. More people are going to be checking out the show. So thank you and welcome to all of our new listeners. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. Welcome back to another edition of Songs That Change You, where I sit down with a guest and discuss a song that has had a significant impact on their lives. And today I'm very excited to welcome a woman that has been a staple of the Christian music scene for 20 plus years. She's toured with Destiny's Child, Boys to Men, and sung on the Jimmy Kimmel Show, Jimmy Fallon Show, Ellen, The View. She's done it all. Rachel Lampar, welcome. How are you? Yes. Hello, I'm so good. I'm so good. How are you doing? I'm good. Where do we find you right now? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, just uh, avoiding bedtime downstairs right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Have I got you out of that? Yes, you did. Oh, yes, nice. you did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you hear a little yelp here and there, that's that's my, my little boys downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rachel, question that I always wonder, when it comes to musicians, obviously there's a large part of the community that know exactly who you are and love your music. But then there's others, you know, random taxi drivers or the person at the bank. And I often wonder, like, what do you say when they ask, what do you do? Like, do you just go, yeah, I'm a world famous singer. (laughs) Just drop that on them or, you know, you sort of warm up to it a bit. Yeah, 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 usually. I I usually, um, I usually like lead with like, like soccer mom, coach, blah, blah, blah. And then then it gets, and then it's like, okay, yes, I also do music. So yeah, I, I think I never quite like, tell the story right you know but basically I started doing music when I was um, just very very little and I got signed to a record deal when I was 14 so that is when I started kind of making records and going on tour and um, kind of entering this this industry and this just this life you know this whole life of like recording and and touring and kind of um, finding myself in this spot of being somebody's role model or somebody's you know where they look to for inspiration and you know all these other things that go along with oh I just wanted to sing yeah (laughs) you know I just wanted to like maybe take a few days off of school and (laughs) (laughs) but it ended up being just um yeah just a really really cool journey had its ups and downs and so by the time I was 21 I was really, really burnt out, really just needing to like hit reset on everything and kind of find 
find God's voice in there again, you know? Um, I had been kind of in the world for like, in that world for like seven years and just never stopped and um, kind of felt like I was losing both, you know, my voice in it, but also like, what direction am I going? Where is that, that voice that I remember hearing, you know, when I, when I was younger. And so that was kind of the quest from, from there, um, sort of up until now, honestly, since then I've sort of kind of said yes to a lot of really interesting, crazy, weird opportunities that came up along the way and reality TV and background singing and all the above soccer coaching. (laughs) And (laughs) let's um, not forget the soccer. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the best thing about that is that I have no idea. I I know nothing about soccer. I really don't know a lot. I'm start, I'm learning, but I just am like kind of the the loud mom on the on the team and so I got picked to be the, the coach. So <laughs> But yeah, and then in the past year, year and a half, I started to put music out again. What song are we going to be chatting about today, Rachel? Because you sent through a list of three songs, all very different, uh, of which I was excited by. But it is a hard question, isn't it? Like, what's a song that has changed you in some way? I know. And, like, always, like, the best questions are the ones that I, like, live in constant fear of answering. Sure. (laughs) You know, it's like, the, the other question is, like, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like, don't, don't ask me that. I don't know. I don't know. Um. And so with songs, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I got to get this right. I got to get like, I got to pick the right one, you know, like which one is the one. So I picked I Love the Lord by Whitney Houston. For those of you not born in the 1900s, um, <laughs> you might not know what that song is or who that is. Well, I think she's she's become relevant and things again because of all these different dance remixes and stuff that she keeps popping up. So she's living yes, on for a very long time. So this song was from was off of the soundtrack for The Preacher's Wife. Yeah, so this um, is, uh, came out in 1996. Oh, gosh. Okay, you you know your stuff. Okay. See, I that's try a to. long time. <laughs> Dang it, I'm old. Okay. Yes, so that came out in 96. That's crazy. So I was asked to sing. What The day that I got my record deal, I was asked to sing at a coffee shop that was next door to like this big, like basically like Christian music festival that right. was going on. I didn't grow up on Christian music. I had no idea what Christian music was. So when they asked, when they said, can you sing at this coffee shop? Will you sing some Christian music? I was like, uh, what does that mean? And so I just sang the whole soundtrack to The Preacher's Wife. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like that song. It was like, I believe in you and me. Like all these like really random, like a lot of love songs, a lot of just, you know, just random songs that sounded gospel-y to me <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh but this song stood out so much because it is very very simple and mm. it's very like straightforward and when the, at the time I was 14 I spoke that language like it, it spoke my language because it was so simple that I could just close my eyes and sing it and not have to think about 
lyrics and where they go and all that kind of stuff. It was just like the kind that you can just close your eyes and just sing. And I think also for for the listener, it's the kind you can close your eyes and just like feel for the first time. Yeah. It was like the most soulful, the most spiritual and like her, the way that she sings, like the delivery of it was just like, all right, fine. I believe you. <laughs> you know, I believe that you believe what you're singing. Um, and yeah, I think it, it changed me because I was like, okay, so like being a singer isn't just about singing the right notes at the right time in the right words. Because a lot of the time I don't do all three of those things, you know. As long as you're ticking one or two. <laughs> yes, exactly. I got to choose. I got to pick and choose. But when when your soul is just like, completely abandoned and surrendered then that's the difference you know that's the difference in in what you hear and what you feel from from a song you would have been about 10 when this album actually was released but then you were you were clearly still listening to it and enjoying it a a few years later and things and and this was the the go-to Yep, it was my go-to. Having not grown up on Christian music then, it's an interesting career path that you chose to to go and become a Christian music artist. Yeah, it definitely chose me. Like I definitely had no idea what I was getting into. I was I was in the summer of my 8th grade year. I was going into high school. They approached me, you know, I knew what a record deal was. Like I basically, from the time I understood what a record deal was, I wanted one, (laughs) you know? And so they were, you know, when they said record deal, I was like, okay, but like, what is all this? I don't understand. And I had grew up, you know, in church and just kind of sang churchy songs. Actually, that's kind of a lie. I would sing Mariah and Whitney at church. Like that's, that's how clueless I was to this whole world of like great music about the Lord. (laughs) I was like, does this work? When they, you know, when they approached me to sign this deal, I started coming to Nashville and like, they started playing me different bands and different artists and singers. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's this whole world of great music. And so I kind of just learned along the way. And how much, how much Whitney is impacting uh, your music? Can you hear it when you're listening back to some of your early albums? You're going, oh, I can, I can see that in there. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it was always, it was Whitney, Mariah, and then even at the time it was like Christina Aguilera, like, right. <laughs> you know, all these like big, big singers. And le- and, and also like, as I got into Christian music and stuff, I discovered Nikki Leonti and Crystal Lewis and some of these uh, CeCe Winans and these, these massive singers. Rachel, before I let you go, I need to ask, you've released several songs over the last couple of years, just here and there, singles every few months, but are we gearing towards something? Is an album on the way or is the way of the album just a thing of the past now? I I love the concept of an album. I think that that's definitely the end goal. Um, just depends on how long it takes me to get there. <laughs> just with life, I just I had a baby seven months ago, and just kind of wading through how to do this with kids and all of that, and so it's definitely going to look different. But I do love like making a project, you know, and not just kind of throwing songs out there. So, so I think eventually it'll become one thing okay awesome well we can look forward to one thing at some point (laughs) (laughs) yes yes (laughs) um rachel thank you so much for uh for joining me and and sharing this song with us i'm really excited for for everyone to hear it for those that weren't around in the 90s you're only one year older than me can i say like you've you've thrown it out there you're you're so old but you know it's only one year let's let's not brand ourselves as that old please (laughs) 
I'm the oldest I've ever been, so I just, you know. (laughs) Here it is for everyone now. This is Whitney Houston. I love the Lord. Rachel, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>